host the New Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Let's get into some news on the upcoming CW show, Superman and Lois. So not directly Superman and Lois, but US TV production in general has resumed in Vancouver, which is where Superman and Lois will film, after studios, including WB Television, have reached deals with local unions. There was a long, drawn-out process there. Basically, it comes down to how much, how frequently tests, which testing facilities to use and all of that but they finally reached an agreement those disputes are over there's deals in places so stuff is actually filming now and supernatural recently became the first wb tv show to resume filming they only have a couple episodes less left so i guess that's why they're going first but yeah production can actually get back to going forward yeah and it's exciting that everybody seems to have reached an agreement on what how to do it safely and to actually get it going and like you said it has started now so that is that's very good news for superman and lois that means that they have this process at least somewhat figured out hopefully and they can apply it to all these other shows including superman and lois yeah and i know there's been some questions on there about specific dates and when that is going to happen emmanuel shrieky who is going to play lana lang talked with hollywood life about superman and lois and on filming start she said quote we are leaving and we'll travel to vancouver in mid-september for a potential start date for early october which that isn't that's pretty much in line with what we've heard from other sources as well right yeah it was late september or early october has been the main thing we've heard for recently so it's coming up pretty quickly as long as there again we always have to say as long as there's no further delays october start that should be good for an earlier mid-July or January start in terms of actually releasing the episodes makes it a little tight, but uh, it still can work. Yeah. And like we've said, hopefully they get enough time to really put a lot of work into the the pilot. Um, But CW has already shown that they're pretty confident in the show um, and are standing behind it. So I'm not too concerned that the pilot would be bad. Oh, yeah. Me either. Uh, I think it's they're confident and hopefully they've got an idea roughly on the number of episodes that they'll have for the first season so they can have that plotted out have a lot of scripts done the majority of scripts done and then maybe might have to move some things around here and there depending on how many episodes they actually have but in that uh, same interview she also talked about the show and she said this version of superman and lois is really reimagined so it really is like a family drama with the backdrop of superman in the whole superhero world the characters are so grounded and real and nuanced, so Superman, Lois, and Lana Lang are all adults now with children. It's a real departure from when they were younger in Smallville, and I think like anything, it will be really about finding the truth of the character in whatever they're going through. That is where I will always definitely start, and good writing informs the rest. Yeah, nothing really new there, but it's good to see see her talk about the show and, and what she's looking forward to it. I think it's kind of funny that she talks about how it's really reimagined and calls it a family drama with the backdrop of Superman and the whole superhero world, which is basically a description of the first few seasons of smallville right but i get i get where she's coming from there in that uh clark and lois are the parents now lana is a parent now and that is is how it will be different where there's superheroics and this kind of goes in line with how bitsy tollett compared it to friday night lights and they're, they're really wanting to emphasize the family drama the human aspects of it in addition to the superhero stuff which is pretty much how every superhero project pitches themselves in movies or in TV, is that they're they're not a superhero show. They're really a show about this, and then they're superheroes also. Yeah. Uh, Flash is like very, very heavy superhero, and this is probably farther towards the Black Lightning end of the spectrum, hopefully, where it is. it really is a family 
drama um with superheroes included but like you said that's that's kind of how all the shows describe themselves and yeah i i had the same kind of idea of like well that's basically smallville just grown up which is okay that's that's exciting to me that's part of the of what this show excites me the most is the idea of seeing clark and lois as parents and struggling with that alongside trying to save the world every now and then and dealing with their professional lives and everything so yeah all of this stuff just kind of solidifies and re reaffirms all the things that i was looking forward to with this show in the first place yeah i agree there and if you were worried that something with superman and lois would be able to be released on time don't worry the superman and lois panel from dc fandom has been delayed kind of a weird thing where they had released the schedule and then 72 hours before fandom on august 22nd they changed it up completely uh, basically kept the movies and video games and a couple TV things and then pushed everything ba- else back to a day two that they're having on September 12th. So that is when the Superman and Lois panel will be now. And we do have yep. a full description for the panel. Yeah, they say it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman and Lois. Join DC Chief Creative Officer and Publisher Jim Lee in a conversation with executive producer showrunner Todd Helbing and series stars Tyler Hecklin and Elizabeth Tulloch as they discuss the history of Superman from the comics to the screen what fans can expect from the upcoming series, and the significance of the characters in the world of today. Fans will be encouraged to follow along as Jim Lee shows the panelists how to draw the iconic Superman emblem and then share their own versions. Uh, It's going to be 30 minutes long is what it's scheduled for. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) that sounds cool uh, to me. I'm excited to hear Hecklin and especially Todd Helbing talk about this show. We've we've heard a little bit about from Bitsy now. She's done a couple interviews on what what she thinks of the show and what she's what her thought process is going into it but hecklin hasn't said quite as much he's just not as out there on social media and stuff and we, i don't think we've heard anything at all from todd helbing who is the most important creative voice behind the show so what he is uh just kind of his thoughts on the show i don't expect to get a ton of details on story arcs and character reveals or anything like that but just his general thought process on what he thinks of these characters why he's excited to to work on the show and kind of big picture what he's looking to do with it yeah i don't imagine anything huge to come out of this that's that's kind of a lot of stuff to fit into 30 minutes depending on how long it takes jim lee to teach everybody to draw the superman symbol but um it's kind of i'm okay that they move this because there was a lot of huge news that came out of the first day and let's just say it everybody is more there's a lot more focus put on the movies and everything especially in the news and so if this had come out like on the same day if this panel had been the same day as that or even just the day after it would have gotten completely lost in all of the other trailers and movie news and everything so i'm okay that they're pushing it back a little bit um, but like you said i'm i'm excited to hear some of the rationale and kind of thought process behind what from the comics they want to bring to these characters and who they think the characters are so that's that's the sort of stuff i'm looking forward to yeah i don't have a problem with them splitting it up either i do wish it had been planned that way from the start if they were going to it rather than all right 72 hours before and then boop well just wait a few more weeks uh (laughs) that's a little frustrating but i don't have a big problem like you said i think it could be better for it to to give some of those shows a bigger spotlight instead of having one massive day of news splitting it up over a couple days is smart um and that, that sounds fun uh that sounds like a good panel like we said don't know how much they'll get into don't know how much you know, Jim Lee's a talented artist. I guess that's neat. I mean, that's obviously not why I'm tuning in, but that could be cool. Uh, not the most exciting part, but that happens. There isn't a set time currently on the schedule for DC Fandom, and so they don't have a schedule for anything. So it just says that it's going to be 1 p.m. Eastern 
on September 12th. And so I don't know if they're just going to have it available for 24 hours and you can come and watch anything whenever it's available or if they're going to go back to having set times and then having encore showings of it or what. But as of now, there's not a set time. A couple fun little promotional things. The CW released a poster promoting mask wearing. So we see Tyler Hecklin with a, a mask on. Cool little poster, I think. Yeah, not much to say about this. It's a good cause. And hopefully, if this is what it takes to convince people to wear masks, that would be cool. Yeah, I, I agree. If uh, it works, yeah. <laughs> whatever it takes. But uh, it is funny that real heroes wear masks when Superman is one of the main heroes known for not wearing a mask. Right. Uh, but it, it, uh, definitely for a good cause. And I don't have a problem with Superman wearing one for this. Uh, and then they released a couple DC fandom ones to promote it. Superman and Lois uh, both get one. So Bitsy Tullock's uh, Lois Lane gets a poster and Tyler Hecklin's Superman gets a poster with a backdrop of some comic book artwork. Yeah, I liked including including the comic book artwork and especially the Lois Lane one. I really liked that the Daily Planet is like the huge backdrop behind her. And so bidding, putting a big emphasis on her role as a reporter um, in her job. And so hopefully we get to see her doing a lot of impressive investigative journalism superman's is just kind of a big explosion which is cool you know to see things blow up and superman fight people but i the the lowest lane one is the one that intrigues me more yeah i really like the lowest one too and there's lots of purple in there that's kind of been lois's thing lately since superman the animated series really so i think that looks great and the superman one looks great too and a couple of people pointed out it looks like the s is a little bit different there were those squared off gold yellow pieces around the s actually in most of his pictures and i don't see them there i don't know if that's just a photoshop thing or if that's a something that could be tweaked about the costume and it's also a little bit strange that it's new 52 artwork just because that's a that's a young superman just figuring things out and we would expect it to take more from rebirth which uses a similar costume but a very different superman but i don't i think they're just looking for pictures that look like a similar costume yeah it does say uh i don't know if this this could be a big deal it could be nothing it does say coming 2021 it doesn't say coming january 2021 um i think that might just be giving them some leeway if there leeway if there has to be a delay or maybe they're just 2021 so far away let's not put a specific date on it yet yeah obviously you know everything is up in the air there is a global pandemic going on right now so like you said i don't think they want to put any specific dates on it and they they only put it on the lowest one they didn't even put it on the Superman one. So like you said, I don't think a whole lot of thought was put into that. I don't think that's supposed to tip anything off. Yeah, I agree. So that's it in terms of news until we get the panel at fandom. Uh, We did finish up. We went ahead and finished up the rest of the rebirth era of Superman comics. So we've got Imperious Lex, Super Sons of Tomorrow, Booster Shot, Bizarroverse, all the way to Action 1000. We just kind of finished all of those and we'll give our thoughts on those and what we think it could lead to in the show. And probably just wrap up our overall thoughts on rebirth and we'll get into some different things going forward before the show actually starts so first up imperious lex this one is set on apocalypse well what do you think of this one zach i mean it's always cool when you can go to apocalypse and especially cool when you can see some some of the not smaller characters but just characters that you don't always get to see crossover with some of the your mainstream dc characters from all the new god stuff we get to see the dog calvary get to see the the furies um, so there's a lot, a lot of stuff going on on Apocalypse and there's some cool stories where they're, they're split up, uh, Clark, Lois and John, and they each kind of find their own little niche that they can fill. And 
people that they can work with. Um, but yeah, this is really kind of the breaking point for this Lex and this Superman. Uh, they had, they worked together to get off of Apocalypse, but after this, Lex kind of turns his back on Superman and doesn't trust him anymore. Yeah, like he could be setting off their partners for a while, and we knew that wasn't going to last forever. It was just a matter of how long. I think this is fun. Anytime you can involve Apocalypse and Jack Kirby's Fourth World stuff, that's really cool. It was, I think at this point, I was a little frustrated, or, or something just hit me when Lois was training with the female Furies and became one of them and just fit right in instantly. I like seeing Lois in action, but I was just kind of looking back, thinking how much time have we actually seen Lois as a reporter in this arc and this whole rebirth era. There are more instances of her in action, fighting with the bat armor and on the moon and all that kind of stuff. And we haven't seen much of of her as a reporter. And so I was a little, that one kind of just took me out of it a little bit. But other, other than that, a fun adventure. Yeah, and that's a good point that there wasn't as much emphasis across all of rebirth on Lois's reporting as I hope there was, but it seems like they really are kind of drumming that up for the show. So that, that gives me hope that that's going to be a big focus. Yeah. This isn't a story I would expect to see on the show. You can take some elements from different character stuff and things like that and splitting the characters up, things like that. But we're talking about grounded and and more of that. I just wouldn't expect to see something like this. Yep. Uh, Super, Super Sons of Tomorrow was a crossover with Superman, Teen Titans, and the Super Sons. What do you think of that? It doesn't have a ton of Superman stuff. There's not a ton of Superman stuff, but there is a really good amount of John Superboy and his his kind of trying to fit in with maybe some of the other heroes, especially the Teen Titans. And he is technically not a teen in the comics. He'll be a teen in the TV show, but I don't think they're going to do anything with the, the Titans. But it it does give them something to work with about Maybe there are some other younger superheroes that they can introduce on the show um, that are around the, the boys' age and kind of show maybe they don't fit in or how they're different from that. And, you know, that's something classically that Superman's had to struggle with. He is a very, very unique superhero who is much stronger than almost all other heroes. And so, and he has his own set of challenges that he has to deal with. So seeing that through the eyes of the kids could be pretty interesting. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting way to think about it. it. This is a there's some fun payoffs here. If you've been following the Super Sons from the beginning, John and Damien, uh, Damien's always given him a hard time about not being a teen, so he can't be in the Teen Titans, and and they've had a couple adventures together. There's not. Um, it would be cool maybe to see the boys cross over with some heroes on the other shows, but there's not a ton of teens right. out there right now on Earth Prime. Uh, Star Girl has a bunch i think but that's on earth too uh and most of the other ones are early 20s or late teens at the earliest so not a ton to cross over and and see them have a team up with but maybe they'll have an adventure you know a crossover with star girl could be fun where they hop over to earth 2 or earth 2 hops over here mm-hmm. to earth prime another part of the story that has kind of been hinted at and they they've picked it up and put it down at different times throughout rebirth is the fact that john doesn't necessarily completely control his powers and they can be unpredictable and so that's a big part of this the whole thing that kicks it off is tim drake coming back because well alternate tim whatever from a different timeline right comes over (laughs) to whatever yeah yeah but basically he's coming back to the past to kill super superboy because superboy is going to kill everybody because he can't control his power so that is something that they could definitely work with is the fact that they are the boys are half human, half Kryptonian. Maybe their powers are unstable, and that's something they have to deal with. Yeah, and they work differently. Clark can try to give his advice, but they might work differently from how he developed. 
as a teenager. So that can change things up. Uh, and this story as in the whole is not unlike the, the one we read a while back with Superman and Lex, where Lex was being judged for something he might do in the future. Right. And Superman stood up and said, no, we can't, we can't imprison Lex for something he might, or kill Lex because of something he might do in the future. And this is a similar premise here story-wise. Next up is Booster Shot over in Action Comics. This is a time time travel adventure with Booster Gold and Superman. Superman wants to find out if Mr. Oz is really Jor-El. So he has to go back. He decides to go back to Krypton when it blew up to see if Jor-El actually dies. Yeah, this is is fun. I I love Booster Gold. He's a really fun and interesting character and pretty unique. Just like this rich guy who... (laughs) stole some technology so that he can travel through time and then gets to protect it. But it's really fun. All the stuff with Booster, I think, is fun. It's kind of the tone is a little off because you're with this character who's so fun and goofy. And like you would want to have a fun, goofy adventure with him. And sometimes they're doing that. But it's also like the darkest, heaviest stuff that Clark has ever had to go through. And it kind of stinks that he's going through it with this kind of goofy character instead of anybody from his family or anybody he can really relate to so i kind of struggled with that and it's i don't know it was just a little bit messy about what was going on on krypton and then the the different versions of krypton and different times and place but that happens anytime you're doing time travel so as excited as i was to see booster gold and to know that we're going to be with him for a while i i don't think it really lived up to exactly what i was looking for that's fair but i I think it i actually think it was balanced pretty well i liked how there's this fun time travel adventure going on with booster gold and all kinds of going in the future and the son of Zod and all of that that they have to deal with and they come back to a future that is in terrible shape and all that balanced with Clark dealing with the heaviness of seeing Krypton blow up obviously that's a pretty intense thing so I thought it was really well done from that aspect and yeah this is actually a a story that could kind of fit into whether you deal with the Mr. Oz part of it or not could fit into the show I could see because you've got Superman and someone else going on a time travel adventure whether it's Booster Gold or whoever Meanwhile, Lois and John have their own story going on. Lois is going to save her father, and John tags along in secret to to do that. This actually felt like it could be a, an episode or three of a TV show where you've got your plot of Superman, and then you've got your plot of Lois and splitting them up, but giving them each a really good story to do. Yeah, and this could easily be, if they did like some small crossover with Legends of Tomorrow, This it seems like a natural fit, all the time traveling and kind of goofiness if they want to do that i mean i would love to see booster gold in live action so if they could bring him in and do a story like that it would be awesome um as much as i was giving this a bit of a hard time it really does do a very good job of wrapping up a whole lot of kind of loose threads that we've had over all of the uh, previous stories and so they, it does a really good job of kind of re- wrapping up what happened to the zods after they escaped from the phantom zone and left and it does kind of dovetail pretty neatly with the stuff that we've learned about krypton and mr oz also weird that we started the first story we reviewed on the show was last sun which had lord zod the son of zod being adopted by clark and lois and here he comes back he's in this is a different continuity kind of you know the timeline's been changed up a couple times uh very different version of the character in the future Uh, But it ends with General Lane, kind of a, after all the crazy action, General Lane just comes over to the Kent's house, but he still doesn't trust Superman or Clark. Well, he doesn't know. And this one, he doesn't know that Superman is Clark. Um, But there's a nice, a really nice story in there where Superman has decided that the Phantom Zone is cruel and that even though it's been used in the past to imprison people, 
it shouldn't happen anymore. And he kind of rehabilitates Cyborg Superman, takes him out of the Phantom Zone and puts him into a, a special prison where he can replay the memories of his life and hopefully bring himself back. So that was that was really nice to see and really shows the, the character of Superman. Yeah, and then our, our last story was Bizarro versus Superman 42 to 45. Uh, before we get to a few standalone stories, what do you think of Bizarro verse with lots of Bizarro and the son of Bizarro? Uh, it was not good, is what I would say <laughs> if I were speaking Bizarro. Uh, so yeah, it was actually. I, it was see, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it is a little hard to to kind of get what they're saying, but luckily you don't really need to know exactly everything that they're saying. Um, but this was this was pretty fun um, as far as a planet getting destroyed and everybody dying. This was pretty lighthearted, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's it's fun to see the differences. And the kind of the opposite things that they come up with. Obviously, it's always fun to see Boizaro use his freeze vision on people. Uh, that's always interesting. But yeah, it does. This is a really good way to show kind of the parenting styles and techniques of Clark and Lois. Um, I'm not sure how much live action Bizarro stuff there's been. On has there been any? On like there's been. There's actually a really good one in Superboy, the TV mm-hmm. series. Uh, Smallville did that thing that wasn't really bizarro yeah. where Tom Mulling just played a phantom with a, a cracked face. And then Supergirl season one did a bizarro girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, there hasn't been a ton of Superman bizarro stuff. Yeah, this would be a good story toned down. Obviously, this has a really huge scale because it's a comic book and you can't and there's a ton of characters, but kind of scaled down. I think this would be something fun to do and could even be kind of recurring characters like every now and then somebody escapes from the bizarro verse or they need to team up to do something but i i think this is definitely something they could do on the show yeah bizarro can be a fun lighthearted character and i like what they did bringing in the family there and we saw clark working with boyzaro and we saw his parenting techniques there like you said and then yeah i just enjoyed it and this arc ends with uh superman 45 where they it's kind of wrapping everything up they're officially moving back to metropolis this kind of feels like it would be a season finale if it were a tv show let's wrap up all the loose ends have an ending because after this the creative teams move on a new creator comes in and they kind of do a a soft reboot of everything that's going on here but they go back to the the fair it's fair time again apparently and they kind of recreate some of those it's really cool where the flash helps them move i thought that was a really cool ending to sort of wrap up their time together in hamilton county yeah and a really good callback to one of my favorite issues of superman the when they go to the county fair that was a really really good one so it was nice to end there again and to show how much the community that they were a part of has changed and how much better they've made it yeah absolutely uh there's also a superman special and that followed up on superboy superman eight through nine where they went to dinosaur island it wraps up that storyline which i thought was a fun wrap-up as well it was a fun wrap-up it it really feels like they kind of forgot about it. And then someone is like, hey, whatever happened to Captain Storm on Dinosaur Island? They're like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> but yeah, no, this was this was a good, fun wrap up to it. And it was, uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I, I agree there. And Dinosaur Island, man, I just want to see that every time. I'm. That's something I do want to see in, in live action for sure. Having them go back to Dinosaur Island every once in a while. And this time they have to take on zombie dinosaurs and other creatures. Yeah, uh, yeah they, I mean, that's just, that has to happen in the show that's too cool not to and following up there was a there was action comics 1000 which had a story uh 
finishing things from both the Action Comics and Superman runs. There was From the City Who Has Everything from Dan Jurgens, which is a play on For the Man Who Has Everything, the famous Superman story. Yeah, this is a nice heartwarming one where Superman's being honored by the city and he's he's trying to fight off some alien warriors and uh, finally finally finishes and shows up in time even though he doesn't really want to be there. And then Lois is preoccupied on the phone pretending like she's talking to Perry White, but really she has been coordinating with the League who has been taking care of all these big problems without Superman knowing and they've gone all, to all these great lengths to make sure that he can be there and receive the recognition that they want him to and ends with a really nice thing of a giant panel of, I don't know, like 50 or 75 superheroes standing there all thanking Superman for what he's done. It was really nice. Yeah, uh, I agree with everything you said there. And the never-ending battle was the other one where Vandal Savage and Superman are traveling, battling through through different eras. And basically, it's a way to show off ways for Superman in different costumes and nods to important moments in his history. So there's Golden Age Superman. There's all kinds of different eras. There's in nods to outside of comics. There's one page that nods both Superman the movie and Superman the animated series on the same page. And so I think it's just a really cool, fun adventure and a nice little celebration, which you would want in a thousandth issue type thing. Yeah, it was a really interesting way to show off the different art styles of Superman. And it has a really nice through line of all the things that got him through all of these, because it shows some pretty terrible things that have happened to Superman. And, but all the things that have gotten him through are thinking about his family. And it ends with him having a birthday with his family and uh, telling them that telling them how important they are to him. Yeah, I agree there. So that is it for the Rebirth Comics. We made it all the way through something like a hundred issues around there when you think of we started with convergence where john was first born then into lois and clark and then into the main superman and rebirth titles uh and the reason we did this as a reminder is this is about two years of comics out of superman's 82 years now and the reason that is is this is the only two years really where it's focused on clark and lois as parents having john there and this is we assume will be a big influence on the show even though it's never really been officially said so looking back at all this, what are your overall thoughts? I mean, what kind of stuff do you want to see go to the show or not? I mean, overall, the just the fact that there is a family and there's so many stories that focus on the fact that Clark and Lois are parents and that they have a son, that that was really fun um, and something different that you don't get to see in Superman comics all the time. So obviously that's something that those sort of influences I hope they bring to the show. We We touched on it a little bit ago but seeing more of lois as a reporter seeing their professional her professional life outside of fighting alongside superman is something that didn't happen as much as often as i wanted in the comics but like i also said before i think that it seems like that's a focus that they're going to have on the tv show and so i think that's something that they could include that maybe wasn't in the comics that i'd really like to see yeah i i agree with you there i think overall it does a really good job with the heart of superman and and that family of characters, it does a great job characterizations of Clark and Lois and makes John a really likable character. And that family dynamic, uh, a loving family that cares about each other. They're not really this angst filled family or anything like that. They seem to generally like genuinely like each other and enjoy spending time with each other. They have their problems. Sure. Uh, but they work through it together and get through that. And I think that's really cool and something I would like to see you know, the big stuff I would like to see taken to the show. There's not a ton of specific stories I would want to see um, necessarily. I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but not one that jumps out in terms of, I mean, you just need to do this arc for the show. But those things, the the characters and 
their interactions are the main stuff I would like to see. And and I think, I think that brings up a good point of like, this is, has been pitched as a family drama and there's two ways you can do that. You can do like internal drama within the family of the wife and husband having arguments or the son rebelling against them, or you can do the external drama where the circumstances and events outside of their control are causing the drama. And then they kind of turn to each other to, to strengthen each other and take care of those problems. And the comics are definitely like dealing with all the external problems and they have the strong core of their family to fall back on. And so I think that's the way they're going with the show. And I hope that's the way they're going. Yeah. And and like you said, I think the, the balance between Clark and Lois as parents and the superhero world of Superman, I would like to see a little bit more of them both as reporters and give them something to do uh, just to sort of balance it out. It's very action heavy, very Superman heavy throughout. And so I'd like to see a little bit more of the smaller stuff, see more of the Daily Planet, uh, however big of a role that will have in the show. But I would like to see them being reporters, actually smaller scale stuff where they're figuring out, doing the research and and getting the story. And also I'm wondering how they're going to balance because this is largely set on farm life and we know the show's going to be set in Smallville. So how much of that are we going to see versus Metropolis and and all of that? Uh, or, or how long will we be in Smallville or how they do that? I'm interested to see as well. Yeah, I... I wonder if in the TV show more of the events are going to take place in Smallville themselves because apart from some a few arcs, most of the adventures happen, you know, on a different planet in a different dimension in some other part of Earth. And then they come back to Hamilton when everything is done and that's kind of their safe haven. Um, it seems like maybe the TV show, there will be more drama and events actually happening within Smallville that they have to deal with. Yeah, that's interesting. Like I said, like I always say, I'm wondering how they balance all that with being a hero of the world, being a hero of a metropolis with versus whatever you would assume smaller problems are going on in Smallville. You can still have some big problems there, obviously. But yeah, I wonder how they'll do all that. All right. Well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back after DC Fandom. Bye.